Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mana on the Rocks. It is I, Joe. We're back for another local brew. You know what that means. Atlas is in the stew. Hello, everybody. This week, we got none other. Our first repeat guest, the, the cute boy himself, Christian. Hi. Uh, here <laughs> he's here again. Uh, <laughs> Christian's brought us a, a pretty pretty sick brew. Uh, he did Sugu and Kairi. We'll break it down here in a few minutes. But it's a it's a pretty pretty interesting take on a Demir, Demir Control control style deck uh we get into some pretty good conversation about it uh but before we do that atlas what are the announcements for this week announcements for this week um all right so a couple of things um first and foremost we mentioned it last week but we are working on setting up a patreon so keep tuned for that we're trying to figure out right now sort out like what the perks of that are going to be for y'all um so you can decide if you'd like to be sick. Uh, help us uh continue to produce man on the rocks and deliver additional content for y'all aside from that two days after this episode releases um this week uh myself um and a couple of other players i think christian's actually gonna be there playing his sick deck um see it in action uh, yeah we're gonna go down to portland our neighborhood um neighborhood pdx group um they're gonna be playing at guardian games there's a tournament down there cedh 100 proxy um so me and a couple of other people from uh our local group um will be down there unfortunately joe will not be able to join us womp, womp. yeah so that's disappointing but hopefully if you're hearing this um go check out the guardian games website um register for the event we'd love to uh see you down there play some games against you um fight you in tournament and um answer any questions you may have about the show or like talk about your decks cool brews things like that always down to have those conversations um and i think after that the next event that we got coming up i'll just start plugging it now is um cedh that's s-e-a pdh's fall brawl it's coming up on october 7th um myself joe so the oh, entire man I'll on be the there. team um uh, as well as a fair all of the all rocks, of the rocks. Uh, and a number of our other players from our local shop are going to be there. There's going to be a ton of people coming from both Portland and Washington. Player cap is at 60 players, so if you're hearing this, you should get your tickets soon. Um, it's a $50 entry fee. A little, little steep, but uh, the pricing's great. The tournament, um, like the tournament level, is really high. There are a bunch of really good players, um, and the pricing is good. And it's just, it's such a fun environment. Um, the organizers do such a fantastic job. This is their third event in the series. Um, it's really looking forward to playing this one again. Also from CEDH has just officially announced um, they have a team. Uh, so they have they have put together an official team to represent the Seattle, Washington, Pacific Northwest area. Um, I believe there's a couple of different groups that are putting together teams um, for this thing. So that's really exciting. And uh, flatteringly enough, I was uh, invited to be a part of that. So that's a that's my little woot woot. Let's let's I, go. Thank let's you. go. Yeah. Joe um, so, edited in some clapping noises here. Yay! It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's that's really exciting. Um, I'm really looking forward to participating uh, in that group with a bunch of other really uh, really good uh, comp players. Um, but without further ado, let's not keep you and let's get into this latest local brew here. Break down, break down a magic deck. What a, what a, what a, what a fantastic time! You should come on down and get a drink with us. I feel like we never, uh, we, we, so we, we were just talking about this. We never actually, like, start off with the commander with these things. I feel like that kind of, like, sets the stage for it all. Also, this is, this is Christian. We've brought on Christian before. Yes. Yeah, I'm back. Welcome. So sorry. You're not yeah. such a new player anymore. No, you're not. Well, I'm a, I'm a 
We'll find we'll out. We'll find yeah. out. But okay. that was the last time we had you on, right? It was uh, it was like episode yeah. two or three or something? No, like it was like twelve. Huh. Yeah, it was, it was somewhere. In the oh, okay, middle. I feel like it has been like it has been like ten. It, I feel like it's been like so that. long. There's also been a couple of breaks in between. So a couple True, of breaks, yeah. but like roughly like ten yeah. episodes. Oh. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Christian, read your funny commander for the audience. Cool. So I am playing uh, Hidetsugu and Kairi. It is a two blue, blue, black for a legendary creature, Ogre Demon Dragon. Uh, it is flying. It says, when Hidetsugu and Kairi enters the battlefield, you draw three cards and put two from your hand back on top of your library. So ETV Brainstorm. When Hidetsugu and Kairi dies, exile the top card of your library. Target opponent loses like equal to its mana cost. Um, that's the most relevant text, obviously. Uh, and if it's an instant or sorcery, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Yeah, it's a may. You, know, you don't always do that. But yeah, it's also a five floor, five four uh, beater in the air. Yeah, black and blue. So it's bad Yuriko. Yeah, it's worse Yuriko. It's even. Trash Yuriko, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you pay five mana for Yuriko that you can't ninjutsu? Exactly. I, I'm never paying five mana yeah. for Yuriko. I'm never even paying three mana for Yuriko. Yeah, I'm always paying two <laughs> mana for Yuriko. Uh, but I guess I want to deal damage to only one player. Uh, yeah, I guess the... Uh, you want me to like break down kind of what it's about? Yeah. It's generally like you're, yeah. what you're looking for yeah. is... Um, like your, your consistent win cons are cast your commander, kill your commander, and either tutor on top of the death trigger or tutor beforehand and put what have so lovingly called bomb spells on top um the deck has a little bit of variety in what you can put up there just so it leaves a little bit of toolbox as an option your main win con being enter the infinite uh, leaving you with one card in the library you have a couple different lines from there you can leave thoracle and tomb reanimate you can leave nexus of fate there's some fun loops there which i'm sure we'll get into later as we break down the list but that's your main win line it is cast your commander kill your commander win the game hopefully Okay. Yeah, and we'll kind of like dive through, but I do I do like this this deck a lot. I think when I first read the card, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I played against it once or twice, and like you just resolve your commander, you kill it, and like, literally you just you just win off a death trigger. Uh, like, yeah, it's and insane. the goal is to like, I think I think what I had written in the singular line of the primer that's there right now is like, uh, the goal is really just to like hit people from angles they're not expecting. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice being a really hard to deal with mechanic and that you can't really interact with a sack as a cause. This is you know, true. Like, you have to deal with what comes after. So either you are preemptively seeing things like, oh, they've played Eviscerous here on the turn before or a uh, Phyrexian Tower, or just sometimes they have one black mana and the sacrifice drops and suddenly you have to deal with whatever the hell's on top of the deck. Um, beyond that, it really is just about finding your window. It is demir control until you can find a good place to kind of set your commander in. And it's just a good creature. You know, a 5-4 flyer is not something you can turn your nose up at. You know, two, three turns into the game, you're taking 15 damage from this massive thing. Or you're blocking Krom, you're threatening Winota. Like, there's some really good utility just in how big the body is on this creature. Yeah, the rate's really good. Five mana, like you said, five mana for a 5-4 flyer. Um, you know, it was just like mostly vanilla is pretty strong but it also gives you like card selection which is good so it helps you fix like even if you're not comboing or something right you can like put it into play draw some cards put pitch the worst cards back and like crack a fetch land to clear your top or something so a lot of utility mm -hmm. on this card outside of just winning the game with a bomb spell yeah a brainstorm in the command zone is conditionally very powerful i mean you run a lot of you're in black so you're gonna have top deck tutors and be able being able to mm -hmm. manipulate your top deck to be able to see them even just like Atlas at the classic brainstorm. Yeah, and run things like top. yeah, brainstorm fetch all that stuff. Like that's 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 solid card advantage card uh, card selection. Really, really good. Really like it a lot. 
Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes, there is one comment we do have to address first, and that is blue and black. Why are you not playing Ad Nauseam? We'll just throw this question out here real quick before the discussion. <laughs> okay, so the idea of, I, I guess like the first thing that stops me from playing Ad Nauseam is just the social aspect. I will get hit. I'm already on Demir, people are gonna hit me. If they now have the idea that I'm playing Ad Nauseam, I'm gonna get hit twice as much. But uh, beyond that, mechanically, the way the deck functions, by having so many of these bomb spells in your list, they cost upwards of five mana. It throws your curve off. Even though the rest of the deck isn't that high of a curve, um, when you're flipping your Adnaz, you don't want to see Enter the Infinite, period. <laughs> that is 12 life but lost. But then you can brainstorm it back. So true. <laughs> with how much life... Because I've been getting hit the whole game, so now when I flip my ETI, I die. Um, which happens anyways most of the time, but at least I don't want to do it to my own Adnaz. Right. Uh, just the functionality of the deck kind of forces Adnos out of the list, which is already something that I was looking to do. Um, so it's also a decent politicking piece, mm. like I was mentioning before. Yeah, yeah, and just just on like rough counts, you're on 10 five plus cards. Like that makes Nas really, really likely to just like rough. chunk you. Very you rough. Up. Yeah, really it, like massive. Oh, I'm going to flip this into the infinite. I have 10 life left. Oh, that's the rise of the Eldrazi. I'm dead. You know, yeah, you have Oops. two 12 mana cards, one nine mana yeah. card. Another seven mana. There's card. Thrix, yeah. Hallbreaker yeah. Horror, Kong's Sphinx. Yeah. Uh, it's it's big. Brutal. It's mad. Like flipping one of those, like you just go, cool. I'm glad I drew like three cards at instant speed for this. Why am I playing yeah. this card? <laughs> yeah. As much as I do like calling the deck five mana tribal, and I don't think it would be hard to get an Adnaz off on somebody else's turn and just like get value out of it, I think with the type of player I am and the luck that I tend to have, it would kill me most of the time. And I'd just rather not be on the card and leave room for something Seems higher reasonable. utility. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah mesh to your place though, right? We were always talking about that. Okay, well with that, let's go over the list. Um, As per our normal formula, let's start with, we're gonna start with these creatures on Moxfield and we'll move, move down the columns. All right, so uh, figure we'll just list off some of the things that everyone knows. And if there are some more interesting cards, we can sort of like talk about why those are here. Oh, there's um, a spicy one in here. There is a... I am very excited to get further down the list. But so far we have um, Viscera Seer. It's a standard. so one mana sacrifice. It's a permanent. Allows you to delay it. Pretty standard. So uh, I, I, I've been having discussions with one of our players about this. Viscera Seer versus Carrion Feeder. Where where do you sit on the side of the argument? Because I'm on the Carrion's, uh, Carrion Feeder side of the argument, personally. Bro, can't block. What, are you, what do you want him to do? <laughs> doesn't it, it doesn't die to a Bowmasters. You can play it out early with another creature. I guess in this deck... What do you I'm mean it doesn't Viscera die? Seer? You're on 11 creatures. It's dying to every yeah, Bowmasters. So I, I said that, and then I'm like, wait, never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, being able to sack something and scry ends up being a little more useful in this list just because I am on so many like top deck manipulation effects. Mm -hmm. So um, just having that as utility as backup is nice over the carry and feeder. I was on both at one point and realized the redundancy wasn't really worth it. Um, and cutting some other cards for utility just ended up being more valuable. Sweet. So Dothy Voidwalker, classic black staple at this point. Very good. Uh, I don't think it does anything particularly spicy in your list, really. I mean, it's it's nice. There are definitely people who fumble into it um, just because they're like, oh, top deck tutor's only so viable. We'll see what you're getting. And then they pitch it to Douthy and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to use this to win the game now. Yeah, yeah. You can set something in your top later and sack your guy. Makes sense. Um, Shredder is a looter. Um, turn through your library. It's a good blocker. I don't imagine Good that beer. You're on a bit of a reanimator package, so I guess discarding a creature yeah. can be useful. Um, Bowmasters, mm. of course, Staple. such a such an amazing card. Happy that that's in the corner. <laughs> Puts in work. It does. 
Um, you have Thassa's Oracle, of course, Opposition Agent, um, Spellseeker, just grabs Top Deck Tutors generally. I'm, I'm... Top Deck Tutors, Psychrift, uh, One Mana Interaction, uh, just solid Grab... effect. It gets a lot of what I need in the you list. Sacrifice it, reanimate, so, yeah, sacrifice and stuff later. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Okay, um, we got Consecrated Sphinx. Um, it's a reanimator bomb. Um, I know we talked a little bit about doing like Broodlord stuff at one point. And I would never reanimate Kong Sphinx on turn. Oh never. my that god. Didn't, that didn't happen literally last only if, That would never only happen. Only if I have the nature's claim for the animate dead specifically. Yeah, yeah. And only if I can tutor back and get reanimate turn two. Oh yeah. my god. That game would. That game <laughs> yeah. was insane. Solid, solid early game reanimator target. Whereas something like Holebreaker Horror, which appears to be your other target, is tends to be kind of dead early game if you don't have the rocks for it. So yeah. just kind of balance you out. It's also an advantage engine. It can get you back in the game. Because like you said, Demir Control, right? Mm -hmm. um, all right, mm -hmm. that brings us to uh, the, spice. the last two creatures. All right, we're going to go over um, the the first spice here, uh, which is pretty standard in most blue decks, but Phantasmal Image has an interesting place in your deck. Uh, do you want to elaborate yeah. on it? <laughs> yeah, you're excited about that. I love this yeah, card. Yeah, elaborate on, on why Phantasmal Image is so good in your list specifically. So top to bottom, obviously the card is just generically really good. Uh, being able to steal other people's value engines is great. Good card. I would never right? copy a Dockside. Uh, Ah, me personally, I would, I would never, never. Do that. but um, more importantly than that, and I think what makes um, what kind of makes it more unique in this list is just the fact that the legend rule exists. So if Kide is out and you cast a phantasmal image, there have been so many times where my opponents are like, oh, this gets Dockside, this gets this. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. He only makes three treasures. They let the image resolve. I'm going to go, OK, uh, I'm going to make a copy of Hide. Legend rule applies. Uh, I'm going to keep the original Hide. I'm going to let phantasmal image die. So now I have an enter the battlefield trigger and a death trigger for two mana. So I can stack them whichever way I want. So if I've already previously stacked something that's like a bomb, but not necessarily like ETI, um, I can use it to draw cards or whatever it is, flip that bomb spell and then reshuffle my top. Or I have the bomb in my hand and there's for some reason I, I drew it instead of being able to tutor it. I now have the option to brainstorm, put it back on top and then use the death trigger. Um, all at once from a ruling, right? Again, hitting from that like that weird uninteractable angle of like, if they don't counter the image, this is just happening. They have to deal with it, or otherwise yeah, like and, get rid of the heat eye. Yeah, and creatures are hard to to counter in general in this format. So it's just like another thing where it's like something like um, a clone spell or something like that, like an instant um, that one might play instead in this type of slot is A, it's just flexible because it's not a two mana copy anyone's thing, and then B, it also doesn't hit them with that other, like like you said, that spot, that spot where they, they aren't quite sure, like, oh, it's gonna get Dockside, oh, it's gonna be a Bowmaster's leg, and we'll deal with that yeah, later, yeah. yeah. Could get literally and it has the flexibility to do that, but just that angle of most of the time people aren't seeing it, they're not thinking about it, and they're letting the image resolve, and at that point it's too oh, late. Absolutely. I'm thinking of it if, if he is on the battlefield. <laughs> well, you are yeah. Well, yeah. well, it yeah. doesn't matter that yeah. bad as long as they have a counterspell, yeah. right? There's nothing in your deck that <laughs> makes that a problem. Yeah. Which, no, it no, would never be anything. No, 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 never run something. Into the last creature card in your deck, <laughs> so the, the actual, the true spice. Um, you're playing a card called Rix, the Sudden Storm. Now, for all you CDH players out there, don't I wouldn't I wouldn't immediately go adding this to your deck. It seems no, 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 a no, little no, no, niche. No, 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 no. Make sure it's forcible uncounterable. Make sure add Nas uncounterable. It does, it add. does do that. That said, it is another five cost. It is a creature. We'll go over the stat line here real quick. It is blue, blue, and three for a legendary creature that is an elemental giant. It is a five-four with flying and flash. Of course, the most relevant te line of text on this card is um, since, since Demir doesn't really get Grand Abolisher, 
And Malevolent mm-hmm. Hermit is, at least in my opinion, I know we've talked about before, kind of a, a meh card. Like, it's, it's, it's all right. not it's bad. Okay. It's fine. There, there are better options, such as Thrix, that says spells you cast <laughs> with converted mana cost five or greater cost one less to cast, and they cannot be countered. Oh, uh, this is a 4-5. You said 5-4. Uh, get called on. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Like, <laughs> you're right. I should just... It's reverse it's reverse it. Yeah. Better stat line. I love the 4-5 stat line. Yeah, this card's insane. You you told me about this card, and I'm like, oh, that seems really good. And then you, like, end-step flash this guy in, untap, cast your commander, and I'm just like, oh. Untap, cast my commander for 4 for mana, four uncounterable. Mana, uncounterable. Have the extra mana to, like, play, like, a sack outlet or hold up a piece of interaction or yeah. something. I'm, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this card's legit. <laughs> this card's so legit. And it also, it hits on... Uh, like the interact uninteractable angle really, uh, really, really well because the card that you flip off of Hide's death trigger is uncounterable. So if you're yep. preparing on like yeah. the okay, sack outlets online or like we're preparing for this, like we'll deal with like the the flip card. This just says, yeah, good, t- nice try, Bucko. Like, <laughs> get out of here. Like it just, yeah, it's and that's what I really enjoy is because like at first people were really like oh, we just do with the spell that comes after Hide because then he loses his commander and that's it. And I'm like, okay, you're kind of right. So I kept like a lot of the winning hands that I would keep would have to be like, okay, bomb spell on top plus backup, right? And hope they just don't have every out. Mm-hmm. Um, then I kept bringing into the situations where they had every out. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I need to find something that's a little more defensive, but still keeps me, keeps people guessing because I hate being telegraphed, uh, which I'm sure will come up later as like part of one of the deck's weaknesses, I think. But um, having something like this out and be like, okay, we just interact with what comes off the top, and then they're like, oh, that's right, we can't. Yeah. Hide's dead now, and he's flipping a Seagate Restoration and drawing 14 cards. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's definitely one of those. It's also really nice, because uh, a lot of times when you see cards like this, the templating will say, like, non-creature spells XYZ, and, like, the sick thing about this card is it doesn't say that. The templating is for any spell. It's it doesn't any spell. matter. Doesn't matter what the type is, how it was cast, anything like that. There's no mana requirement on like you have to make sure that you spent mana to cast a spell or whatever. It's as long as it is a spell that has five total pips or more on that top mm-hmm. right corner, you're it's uncounterable as long as Brix is in play. Which just adds to that and it has flash, so like we were talking about earlier, Joe mentioned like flash out end step, go to your turn, cast Hide without having to secure any extra uh, land drops because your five mana commander is now uncounterable, only casts four, which is actually a discount. And then you can still have that one extra like black pip to cast a viscerous seer and sack it, or who's a calling the weak or a sacrifice or something to just get your guy out of there immediately and win the game. Yeah, and I think what's great is just because we are like demir control, demir control, right? That I, I say it every time I play this list. I can have five mana pass and just be like, okay, yeah, um, I did have to use my interaction this turn. That sucks. I can't cast the rigs, but I use my interaction. Uh, land go thrix on end step and now i'm open again right because nobody played anything to try and win the game at that point we've successfully stopped them and so i can just feel confident in being able to like okay i can land pass here still have a winning play on my turn and be able to keep up defense absolutely and i think one of the other interesting things is like your deck is built around get to five mana so you can cast your commander right and so mm-hmm. thrix gives you that discount on your commander but also other cards like consecrated sphinx is six but with a thrix in play it's you five. To that five mana yeah where like five mana, just has to get to five mana it's like yeah. ad nauseum but like a little like a little slower kind of mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. a little bit more I want to say resilient, but it's it just different. Um, and the whole breaker yeah. horror. And then my constant is uncounterable. They have to remove yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So That's, good. Yeah. Uh, um, also, I, 
it's a five it's a it's a, i almost did the same thing you did it's it a is. four yeah, five yeah. it's a four <laughs> five flyer this eats everything and swings into yep. nearly everything yeah like, it is, doesn't matter blocks it's so sphinxes. so massive yep. please throw your one note at me <laughs> i will be flashing out my thricks absolutely yeah. i promise i won't i will kill it i will block it the you've kept me under rule of law i'll be playing my creatures on your turn <laughs> jesus i guess the last really notable interaction for this card is force of will um mm. cost it at five mana but you can cast it for literally free um this card does make forces uncounterable like i mentioned earlier which is mm -hmm. ridiculous that's such a ridiculous statement <laughs> my uncounterable force of will <laughs> yeah you thought you had to play veil it of came up somebody stole my thrix and had an uncounterable force of will to stop somebody's that's game. disgusting yeah, yeah it, it 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 always seems irrelevant it's like oh it's a side subject and then suddenly it happens and you're like oh this is yeah okay this, we're here this now niche scenario matters you have to think these through it's like i'm always talking about mm -hmm. like the weird little like niche stuff you can do with this place or kitten or like stunt level mm -hmm. copying cloud of fairies and things like that and it matters it matters i want a game with that reason <laughs> it matters find <laughs> brainstorm theorycraft find the weird lines and the strange niche tech and be like oh this is something i have to be aware of and then your opponents it comes up to your opponents that i never even considered it yeah mm -hmm. that uninteractable angle i think it's just like the key point of the deck absolutely yeah, you're right. just attacking such a weird weird access all right yeah let's uh, so speaking about the attack spells let's move into some sorceries here yeah um all right so we got some pretty standard stuff we got imperial seal we mentioned reanimator sub themes so we have reanimate um demonic tutor di um toxic deluge pretty good in your list kills your commander clears the board mm -hmm. keeps you alive good card good card um, I think I mentioned Imperial Seal, we got Cataxium Probe, free card draw, information gain. Um, we have, now we're, this is really where things start to get interesting. So first, first spell that I want to mention is Cabal Therapy. This card's so gassed. Mm. This card's, I, I, I'm so glad you're on this tech. So Xe for a while was playing Cabal Therapy in Cormella. And as soon as they told me they were doing that, I'm like, that's incredible. That's insane. Like, it's just free information and you get sick advantage off it by sacking your commander. It's so good. I love it. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. the card's gas. For anyone who's unaware of what this card is, it's a staple in Legacy decks for a while. I'm not sure if it still sees much play. I'm not super familiar with Legacy, so don't blame me for being wrong. But uh, Cabal Therapy, one black for a sorcery. Um, once it resolves, you name a non-land card. A target player reveals their hand and discards all cards with that name. Uh, and then it has flashback, sacrifice a creature. So the idea is you can name a card, get some information like Joe said, and then, but most importantly, it's a free flashback to sack your command. Um, I'm sure you have yeah, yeah, and, more insights on why this card is yeah, I mean, so good. Even just as like, as a, like a, like my main win con is a combo with my commander. So being, getting that information and being like, okay, this is how they can play around me. Even if I say the wrong card, sometimes just naming force of will is great because you can pitch their force of will. Or if they don't have it, you get to look at their hand and be like, okay, they're sitting on an endurance. So I, I can't go for whatever like specific line, whether it be a fastest oracle line or whatever it is, or I need to find a way around it, make sure I have backup. Like uh, just keeping that is that information is so useful. And like running something like Gataxian Probe, this is a one-two, right? You get probe somebody, be like, okay, I know what you have. I'm now going to pitch it. Yep. Cast the cabal therapy, name the card, and do it again the second time. Yeah. Uh you you did a you did a sick play the other day. Like you're on so many top deck tutors. 
or like i imagine that you get into weird scenarios where like you put two back and like you're able to get probe the thing that you want to draw back and leave your bomb spell as your second card from the top it's just it, it's it's mm -hmm. really good it's really solid top deck manipulation it's deck thinning it's information it's just it's just good it's really really solid yeah these two cards i just love as a pair it's so good it's so so good all right moving on to some more interesting spells scheming symmetry not a card you see in every cdh list it's like a it's like that that budget gradient for a lot of decks where you're either in mono black like crick or something and the player the opponents don't get a turn so it doesn't matter or you're um you're yeah that's just that's just literal free uh, mm. vampiric tutor or um you're doing something to abuse it with like an oppo agent or something um in this list, it's just another top deck tutor. Uh, I guess you can you can opt with it as well to just kind of steal something. But yeah, uh, specifically in tournament settings, I do like it. Um, just because like we were playing a game, I'm like out of the game at this point. I've lost my win attempt, but I'm sitting on a scheming symmetry. I'm able to politic my way into because it's target players. It, it doesn't have to be yourself. Um, so giving two of your opponents a top deck tutor in order to stop another player from winning. Um, in order to drag our game out, you know, force it into a draw. I, I think it's just backup if you have Yeah, you it. did that to me. You're, you're like, all right, I yep. have nothing I can do. My entire library has been exiled to, uh, in a Thoracle attempt, but I'm going to target the Tyam player and the mono green guys. You guys are going to go get this card and this card to answer uh, the threat that I was trying mm -hmm. to present. Yeah, I didn't really, realize really, it, was, it has backup utility. Yeah, Very I didn't realize it was card. target players until yeah, like, you brought target them. Players. I Because yep. I always figured it like it's yourself and your opponent to minimize the drawback. No, generally that's what it yeah. is, right? Like you can do that. Like that's the most common utility of it. Uh, but giving two other people tutors, even like your op is out, I'm gonna scheming symmetry two other people, grab your Thoracle, your consult, win the game. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a sweet card. I love the fact that you get to play something that's like so just, people see it and they're like, oh, this is a budget replacement for like Imperial Seal or whatever. It's like, no, this is an intentional yep. decision. Cause I know we talked about like replacing with personal tutor and stuff before. And you said, no, I, I like with card players from stick on. Yeah, and it's just too narrow, like personal tutor specifically, like it's only grabbing win cons at that point. And I, it, it comes up again, but like that idea of I don't like telegraphing. So if I am scheming symmetry, I like being able to be flexible and grab something mm -hmm. that maybe isn't going to win me the game in that moment, but not have to tell mm -hmm. you. Exactly. Makes sense. Um, we mentioned some other tutors. All right. Uh, Seagate Restoration, classic bomb spell. Uh, Expropriate, mm -hmm. another great bomb spell. Nine damage and take an extra turn and steal something from everybody. Maybe get another extra turn. Depends. And then, of course, you got uh, Enter the Infinite, which is literally just reads win the game on it in the stack. You're casting it for free. It's always pretty good. Free. Uh, Sometimes your library. instant speed, too. Sometimes at instant speed. He does break timing restrictions, if we didn't speed. mention that before. Yeah, um, it forces the cast. Yep. And then this last one here, uh, a newer card called Rise of the Eldrazi. It's another 12, 12 cost bomb. It's colorless, 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 and nine generic for a sorcery. This spell, this spell cannot be countered. Destroy a target permanent. Can hit lands, notably. You can pop guys, cradles, and things like mm -hmm. that. Uh, it uh, it says target player draws four cards, and it takes an extra turn for specifically you, and then you exile rise. So it's kind of like expropriate adjacent almost, but it has additional utility um, using that of using that cast it instant speed effect because. You were you were telling me you're so excited because can can force draw a Thorpe player to death. Someone's trying to win the game and exile their whole library, and they will be drawing four cards. You cannot count. They will this. be drawing four cards. You take the next turn and you win the yep. game. Yeah, and then it pops the most problematic stacks at the same time. Yeah, 
Mm -hmm. Art is really good, and the art goes crazy. The art does go really. Love that art. The art yeah. does Love go that. crazy. No, I really right. like this as like a as like a weird mid piece. Like, okay, I can get a heat a trigger off, and like it's decent. It might win me the game, but also it's kind of just a good value play. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it cannot be countered. That's really strong. Mm -hmm. uh, it's nuts, yeah. and and that effect has come up because we were the last major we played at, a, at our local shop, um, I went to flip a spell and they specifically said, we'll counter what comes after. And I flipped the spell and they had no choice. The rise of the Eldrazi was resolved. <laughs> the Eldrazi will um, rise up. Yeah, yeah. And what's great is like, in that case, there was no real stacks pieces stopping me. And I, I had already killed Hide, like there was nothing really holding me back. Um, but I had to play super patient on a previous player's turn because they, uh, they resolved an omniscience and I'm sitting on a force of will. I know I have a win on my turn with this Rise of the Eldrazi because I just need one more card and a tutor and I'm fine. Um, and I'm debating whether or not I should use this Force of Will on the Initiance or whatever comes after. Um, and as the player was playing before, I'm like, okay, I think I can pace myself here. So I'm watching them. I let them resolve the Omniscience. Like, okay, this is going to be a problem later if I can't win on my turn. I'm still sitting on Force. I can still counter whatever comes after the Omniscience. So I'm like patiently watching them drop things into play. And I'm like, this is not a big deal. They had nothing in their hand. Um, so when this rise flips, I'm like, okay, God forbid I flood this turn or somebody stops me. I'm shooting that omniscience. 100%. Absolutely. You are now also out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a super flexible card. I really, really like it. Because you used to be running Peer in the slot, right? When we were tinkering with Brood yes. Lines and things like that before previously. Mm -hmm. But this card just so good. So, so good. And back to that politicking aspect of just being able to be like, I'm I'm not on Peer. I'm not on Nas. I'm not on Citadel. I, the only life loss spell I am on will be like the one ring. Yeah. Yeah, everything else doesn't really abuse your life tool. I mean, Gitaxian Pro, mm -hmm. I guess, but that's not really abuse. It just kind of uses it for yeah, one thing. Like, yeah. These are like one-time use things that most players in these colors are using yeah, anyway. It doesn't really matter. So I'm, I'm no longer getting hit abnormally. Yes. I'm just getting demure players. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, ah, yeah. we're going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last last spell from the sorcery section. This one's kind of interesting. Um, I wouldn't really call it a bomb, but it is definitely a card I've seen you tutor for to resolve with a heat trigger multiple times. Bribery. Mm -hmm. Uh, for it's a little bit older card it used to be considered a commander staple back in the days of Emrakul, um when the 15 mana Emrakul was legal this card is actually the reason that card got banned um, really yes because hmm. everyone was playing Emrakul, and every which meant everyone was also playing bribery so they could be oh. playing your opponent's Emrakuls because uh the card is blue blue and three for a sorcery that allows you to search target opponent's library for any creature card and put it straight into play under your control and then that player shuffles yep uh it is fantastic toolbox like when we are playing the American control um you know when we're hitting this point of like okay the game has slowed down the draineth isn't in play so i can still sakide but i know i can't go for a win attempt um this card is just pure flexibility um and that's what i love about it because so many times i feel like i can be shoehorned into like my win condition be like okay everyone knows how to beat an eti i need to find another way out <laughs> of this right so having something that is just pure toolbox is so nice. You know, it goes everywhere from being your opponent's Grand Abolisher. You know, you couldn't get Thrix out and you do know you have the win if you resolve another spell on your turn. Cool, I'm going to take Grand Abolisher, I'm going to cast a Thornicle and win, right? Um, it is your opponent's Dockside, and these are all like positive upsides, but it also plays a really good defensive mechanic. There have been multiple times where I flip a bribery, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take your stacks piece to stop this player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're going to let the bribery resolve, right? They let the bribery go off, you take their stacks piece, and now you're the one holding the table hostage, right? And you're back in control of the game. You're back in a position where 
you're not the problem, but you're the reason the game is where it is, and now you're able to take, uh, find your proper window and, and win when you play. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I really like this card. Um, it's, like you said, flexible. I love the fact that it is a bomb spell. It's something you're gonna cheat, cheat frequently, mostly if for no other reason than to break timing restrictions. It's a spell that players may or may not counter based on what other decks are sitting at the table because they're more scared of introducing other things to play. Love that it can be win conditions from other people's decks. We were talking about like Steel Oracles. We, you were playing a game just the other day where you had, you gained control of an opponent's Malcolm. So you bribery their Glintorn Buccaneer and were able to win the game. Um, mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's the weird aspect where, like, it gets around opposition agents, so you can tutor out things that way. Um, but it's also just five mana, so it's a really attainable cast in a deck that's designed to cast sorcery speed five mana spells. It also mm -hmm. gets Thrixed. It gets it Thrixed. It do be getting Thrixed. You can make it uncounterable. Yeah, no, that is uncounterable and four mana. Yeah, and four mana! Oh, it, yeah, no, I, I really like Bribery on your list a lot because it, it, it does, it lets you branch out from your color pie really, really well, uh, which is something that I think Demir really wants to be able to do because like you said, like your, your win conditions are like pretty known, like you're going to Thoracle at some point. So like the Thoracle is going to be known. You have access to Grand Abolisher. You're not playing any of like the like weird like artifact like Defense Grid mm -hmm. or Conquer Conqueror's Flail or anything like that. So being able to yeah. just turn the corner, get a Grand Abolisher, and just go for your win like protected with Counterspell backup, massive, just absolutely massive. And the timing restriction, oh, fantastic, love it. You're going for your 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 brain freezes on the stack. Cool. I'm gonna Sakide get bribery. I'm gonna steal someone else's Dalthy. Ooh, the brain freeze brain freeze resolve now. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that like I've I, I think I need to get used to and I was thinking about like last night is forcing instant speed stuff mm -hmm. with this, like leaving one mana open for the sacrifice in my yeah. hand and knowing bribery's on top and someone's like, Okay, uh, I'm gonna detutor. Like, okay, I'm gonna respond. I'm gonna kill Hide, cast a bribery, I'm gonna take what you were tutoring for. Or top of them. It's as a as a big yeah. proponent of mm -hmm. the flash mechanic over here. Um <laughs> breaking really timing restrictions on anything is really good and bribery basically just says yeah. Cast spell in target opponent's library. Also, it has flash. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. all the card does. <laughs> also, it has also it, it, it just is, it does everything. Yeah, I love that idea. Everything. Like, yeah, if you have nine brain freeze copies on the stack target, and they're all targeting <laughs> yourself. Great. In response, break timing restrictions on bribery. Put my opponent's Dafi into play, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like Dranith, or like whatever. Something. Yeah, you just yeah, lock something. them down, and if you don't have access to your Oppo, it's their yeah. Oppo. Yeah. Like from an angle they were not expecting. Once again, just so yeah. so good. Mm -hmm. Card. He does exactly the game. He plan. has one mana. He can't opposition agent me. What's he gonna do? Dark red oppo and he has one card in hand. Oh, Let's no. sacrifice. Oh, I'm gonna no. take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. That brings us through sorceries. Mm -hmm. All, All right. right. Time for the instance. Instant uh, pile. Yeah. Twenty-eight pretty, of them. Pretty standard as we kind of like walk through this. We got you know pact offer uh brainstorm. It's pretty pretty good. We want we want a redundant copy with Hide. Yeah, yeah, there are times where you draw into your tutors, mm -hmm. or you draw into what you would normally be tutoring for, um, and you just need a way to restack the top, um, but it's not so common of an effect that I'm on things like scroll rack or anything like that. Like, Brainstorm is enough, it's tutorable, it gets grabbed by a lot of other mm -hmm. things, um, it's just worth for it. For sure. Uh, Chain of Vapor, Dark Ritual, Consultation, Entomb, we mentioned we're on reanimation, so putting things into the yard, pretty, mm -hmm. pretty sick. You can also put your Cabal put Therapy, your into, the therapy yard. into the yard. Uh, like, Fluster Storm, March, Misstep, Mystical Tutor, uh, Rabbit Hybridization. I really like the choice here because it kills Hide. Yep. Uh, massive, that is, massive. Yeah. Uh, Sacrifice we've mentioned, and we'll kind of talk about that a bit. Uh, Swan Song, Vamp Tutor, pretty, pretty stock, pretty standard for 
decent amount of our zero and one cost. There are some weirdo cards. Uh, Culling the Week, I think. Did I mention Culling the Week? Good card here. Uh, instant Speed Sack yep. Outlet. Uh, same thing with Sacrifice. Making you know five mana or whatever is really good. Forcing through those uh, those sacrifice effects at instant speed. Really, really solid. Un a basically uncounterable heat day trigger. You, you can't interact yep. with it because it's cost to get these onto the stack. Um, mm -hmm. I, I specifically. Oh yeah. Uh, this is. This is a sick card uh, that I really, really like that you're on. Uh, Malakir Rebirth. Uh, one mm. of the lesser played MDFCs. This is one of the ones that enters tapped. It's the uncommon. Uh, you choose target creature. You lose two life. And until end of turn, that creature gains. When this creature dies, return to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Why? Well, a couple different reasons. Number one, I like being on 28 lands. Mm -hmm. um, so, first of all, like, I... Luck has always been bad for me. I gotta, I gotta have that twenty-eighth land. There's been so many times where this card it enters tapped and is still like being valuable for mm -hmm. me. Uh, but beyond that, on when I'm not mana screwed, um, having like a repeatable ETB effect with my commander, um, even though it can be scary uh, if I use it at the wrong time, uh, it can definitely be useful to restack and then rekill. Um, because not having to spend another mana like post this to like reanimate my commander or whatever I'm looking to do. Um, it gives me a second win attempt. Okay. Yeah. No, I like that. I you have done silly things with Malakir Rebirth. You, you have a commander that has an ETB and a death trigger. This feels like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. And beyond that, like it it's, all comes back to flexibility. Mm -hmm. Being able to use this on uh, there's a stacks piece hosing an opponent and not me, and I need it to stick around because like, if not, they're gonna win the turn. My Maliki Rebirth turns into yeah, that thing's not dying. Yeah. Oh, it is yeah. target creature. That's actually really. It, it is target, target creature. creature. Yeah. yeah. So it, it does like kind of the saw in half thing where you can protect someone else's stacks piece uh, if someone's trying to specifically kill it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Solid. Uh, I don't think there was anything I missed that really needs to be going over. Uh, Mystical Tutor, Vamp Tutor, I feel like are very, very premium here because it fetches all of your bombs. Like, top deck tutors are just insane here. Yeah. They, they just the, simply are. Yeah, the play pattern. There's a couple cards I definitely think. Um, like, big philosophy for mm -hmm. me for any piece of removal. Like, as I look at cards like Dismember. Yep. Um, my philosophy with it, even when I was building the deck, um, and Alice has heard me say this a bunch, but just like any piece of removal I'm running. Um, if it's a death, it needs to be able to kill my commander and the opponent. It's why I'm not on a lot of like exile effects that are in black, um, because I just prefer having the flexibility. If I draw this card, I want to see it either kill the Dranith or kill my commander and win me the yep. game. Yeah, I do think like going to sorry, jumping back just half a step to the tutors. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the mystical tutors, a really important play pattern you should mention for uh, all of the people listening is killing your commander first. Right, I've seen you do that so many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're killing your commander first, putting the death trigger on the stack, and then and you hold priority yeah. mystical yep, tutor. Put your thing on top afterwards, because even then it's not even. It's that idea of being what's what's unpredictable, yep. like not telegraphing. Not telegraphing because right? your like your trigger's mm -hmm. already there. They just have to have an answer for the for the mystical tutor at that point. So. Yep, you know you sit there. The commander's been sticking around for five games, so like people are like, okay, we or five turns. They're like, we have no reason to do anything about this right now. Um, it's fine. He hasn't manipulated his top, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna kill it. Uh, hold priority mystical mm -hmm. tutor now there's going to be something on top kill the mm -hmm. tutor or um just mind gaming like i've already put something on top go ahead counter the mystical tutor i i could grab something better with it but there's still a bomb sitting on top of that that's that's where i was going to jump in is like you can double up exactly like you said you double up on what it is it's essentially functioning as bait for the most part like mm -hmm. cool i i can either yeah exactly as you said it does so much i love it it's really really sick all right um 
jumping up to the two CMCs. Um, nothing like crazy here. Uh, we got Psych Rift, Limb Duels, Vault, Tainted Pact. Um, Tainted Pact, uh, Psych Rift, pretty just good spells, good cards. Uh, Tainted Pact, we're on, we're on, uh, Thoracle, so does that. And beyond that, I think the card is just... Yeah, it's, it's just, just yeah, you just play it. Back. It's two mana yeah, tutor. You're in black, you just play it. Like, your mana base is already going to be Tainted Pacted, even if you're in, like, mono black, like, you can still Tainted Pact your mana base. Um, Lindul's Vault, um, it's a tutor, it stacks your deck. Nothing more that I think needs mm -hmm. to be said on that, right? Nope, pretty straightforward. Yep, pretty straightforward. It's a top deck tutor, you just have to pay a lot of life for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pitch the force, though. So Does pitch the deck. force, that is critical. Pitch just a chroma. Pitch the chroma. Ooh, that's a good that, one. That is pretty good. All right, um, we mentioned dismember, uh, fierce guardianship, force negation, standard stuff. Um, talk to me about saw in half. I love this card so much, uh, just because it does so much on resolution. Um, being able to make use of things like fierce guardianship, um, we were debating that card at first, just because most of the time your commander's dead when you're defending whatever you're doing. Um, but as a control list, it's good to have around. Beyond that, um, cards that kill Hedi on resolution need to be protected. So Fierce Guardianship puts another use for that card. Um, but when Son half resolves, similar to Fimage, you're forcing a legend rule. So Hedi is going to die once from the Son half, like the initial resolution. You're going to make a copy. Um, you keep one of the Hedi, you keep one of the copies around. You get another death trigger and another enter from that copy entering. So it's you get one from both of them you get two death triggers so you can kind of just make a trigger sandwich yep because um, however is useful for that situation important to note because all of this is happening at the same time because state-based mm -hmm. effects occur mm -hmm. before anything can be done right and so even though it's occurring during the yep. result like after the resolution of the spell it's still occurring so that's just important to note for our listeners mm -hmm. yeah you now get to kind of decide what direction you're going with oftentimes like if it's something like a rise of the eldrazi on top you know it won't draw me my deck so I'll put death trigger, enter the battlefield trigger, enter the battlefield trigger, death trigger, right? So we get that first flip, draw our four cards. We know we're going to take another turn. And now we get to see three, four more cards, five more cards, right? Because it's the initial three and then two more after mm -hmm. it or one more after it's four cards, whatever that number is, right? You get to see a couple more cards and then restack. Maybe you've seen another bomb spell and you have another death trigger to go off, right? Um, you can throw that back on top or um, just a value piece. Free dark ritual is pretty great. Um, throw a dark rip back on top. Now I have three more black mana to work with on this turn. For the, for the top deck um, that you drew to weave it in through everything. Yep. Yep. So it just provides like this insane amount of value and being so flexible, right? If it is an ETI, right? Like you already know what's on top. You can't be putting the death, the enter the battlefield triggers underneath it. You just put them on top, right? So you get to cycle, see a few more cards. Maybe it's counter magic to protect that ETI that's coming, right? you have the option of seeing more cards before anything else goes off, and then you can resolve your death trigger. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Saw and Half just makes a lot of sense. It, it, it It's so, so huge. I'm a big fan of any list that can make use of Saw and Half to any degree. Because like even when you look outside like the utility with your commander, like making more Viscera series if you feel like they're being threatened, like really solid, you're always going to be able to maintain uh, having a sack outlet online through your creatures. You know, two Ledger Shredders, mm -hmm. great. Bowmasters, great. 
uh, Thorkel, it re-triggers the ETBs. Fantastic. Protects opposition agent. Like, it does it does everything. Uh, make two Consecrated Sphinx, you won the game. Like, you don't need to do anything else. You just got two Consecrated <laughs> Sphinxes. Like, it's it's insane. Like, two Holebreaker, like, every every single hit in your creature base is just, w with the exception of Fimage, but that's that's fine. And Fimage has already done its job because yeah. it's already a copy of Hide. Like, it's it, it's it's died. It's yeah. in the graveyard. We don't care about it. Uh, no, it's it's super, super good. Um, and then I skipped over this one intentionally because I know it's a, it's a, it's a crazy card corpse dance yeah. uh for mm -hmm. for those that have been uninitiated with it uh corpse dance is one of two reanimation spells uh that are commonly played in the game that care about graveyard order so this is a instant for two and black it's got buyback two uh and it says put to the top creature of your graveyard into the battlefield it gains haste and exiles at the beginning of the next end step why are we playing Corpse Dance? Uh, a couple different reasons. Number one, uh, an extra reanimation spell to keep something around for a turn is just kind of nice. Um, it's instant speed, so instant speed reanimation is great. Uh, and I think more importantly to the list, it is part of a Nexus of Fate loop that you can use to combo. Mm -hmm. So with Hide, a sack outlet, and infinite mana, which is part of the reason you have your whole breaker around, um, you are able to infinitely sack and reanimate Hide uh, looping the top card of your library, in this case being a Nexus of Fate. Um, so every time you go to cast it, um, which isn't, isn't, it isn't about the turns, which I get so often from people at my table. Uh, they're like, oh, it's a turns deck. Oh, it's a turns deck. There are a couple turn spells, but generally I'm not taking infinite turns. The Nexus of Fate is not going to result, like I'm not going to move to my next turn because I'll have one card left in library and a ton of Enter the Battlefield triggers. Mm -hmm. um, it is making use of that first half of Hide's text. You are dealing... Uh, seven damage to a player every time you're flipping that Nexus of Fate. Um, and you're able to repeatedly do this until the table's dead. Yeah, no, I I think for all the reanimation, this one makes the most sense. I don't necessarily think we would need like a Shallow Grave just because like the added utility of it being a win con is the reason why Corpse Stance is so good. Commonly, you'll, you'll mm -hmm. loop a Dockside with it, you'll loop something crazy with it. We're looping our commander, we're looping the crazy thing, like we're doing the thing. Um... And I mean, if somebody else has a dock side, my image becomes yeah, exactly. Like a, if you're a loopable, yeah, dock if you're side. able to to stack your uh, stack your creature deaths in such a way, um, like you can set up your graveyard for just like, oh, cool. There's a there's a board wipe out. Cool. Uh, all my creatures are died. Uh, I'm going to choose the order in which they go to the graveyard. Fimage is going to be my top creature. I'm going to reanimate the Fimage once someone's rebuilt or something. Now I'm back in the game too. Super good. Yep. Super super good. Um, rounding out our instance, uh, Mind Break Trap, Force of Will, good counter spells. We're a control deck. We like these things. Mention Nexus of Fate, um, Bomb Spell, Combo Piece, Win Con, Value. Top Deck Reshuffler. Top Deck Reshuffler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anything like critical that we're missing on Nexus of Fate that we hadn't like already covered or briefly went through? I mean, that really is it. Like, there has been times where like I know I'm top deck locked after like a brainstorm or something and i'll be sitting on a, um, a ledger shredder and i've pitched it to fimage mm -hmm. just so i can reshuffle my top um it's just solid card um it's a good card in the deck it's part of the combo it's also just a turn spell to flip off he day all right yeah no I, I i like it i like it it's it's again more utility for our bomb spells like if we just need a straightforward turn spell it's the best one to run all right uh atlas what do we got what, cooking in the artifact department? The artifact department? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Well, I'm, I'm going to go down because it starts with basic, probably my favorite artifact at this point is the one ring. Um, <laughs> this card, I love this card. <laughs> need man. we say more? This card is great. I love yeah, this card. Good. Every time I cast this card, I get feelings of power, which I think is exactly what they intended when they designed mm -hmm. it. Um, it's busted yeah. beyond all reason. Uh, say less. 
Uh, <laughs> funniest thing I saw the other day, someone posted on uh, on my Twitter, sorry, my X. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, my bad. Uh, they're like, I haven't seen the One Ring played in EDH. Is this card any good? Oh, no, buddy. honestly, and bad then, if you're not playing four copies. Every single like comment was like, what's wrong with you? Where do you play EDH? I want to go play there. <laughs> like <laughs> Back in the day. Bring me to the world before the One Ring ruined everything. Yeah, yeah. They have like pre-modern as a format. They're going to have pre-One Ring as a oh, commander format. Pre-Lord pre of the Rings. Oh, my God. Honestly, what a time to be alive. PTOR. I, I long for... Can we just like... As much as like the, like the cards from the set, we should probably just like everything before Lord of the Rings, everything after Lord of the Rings. Like that set just doesn't exist. You guys, free Bowmasters, right? Life. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, brief tangent, but did you guys see the gift boxes for the Lord of the Rings set, like the panel art panel cards or whatever? There's another one. There are five of them um, that what? were leaked. There's Aragorn. The, these are the gift boxes for for the holiday bundles. Oh. The new set. Yeah, yeah, like the the battle of whatever Pelennor, like something. I don't know. Um, but anyways, they have these boxes that are... This guy loves Lord this of the Rings. Hey, man, Rings. I'm just trying to remember my my product title <laughs> so when I search Google, I can find it to order, copy these things. Dude, they're so dumb. There's this green, uh, one green instant oh, yeah, with sick. split second. It's Legolas is something or other. Legolas, Legolas is bullshit era that untapped yeah. shit. I don't know. Legolas it's like bullshit. It's, uh, it, it's split second, one mana, untapped target, target creature. Mm -hmm. It gains hexproof. And, um, like, I think it gains another ability, too. So that's only good in Yama. Honestly, terrible only in good every in single deck except Mono Green. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah? No. Like, <laughs> bro, the card's so dumb. Um, so there's that one. There's also some other random stuff. Like, there's some weird creature that comes from, I think it's the Aragorn box or something. That's, like, allows you to go find it artifacts or equipments or something dump them into play somebody was talking about it comboing with helm of the host somehow oh yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know, I know yeah. That one. yeah that card's stupid there is a new a new like viable bant commander which is kind of neat because galadriel got a, a new printing she's um bant and then two generic for like a four four um and then uh she has three abilities uh it's a trigger that occurs every time any creature enters the battlefield including tokens which is kind of wild um, you have to choose one of the three modes and you can that hasn't been chosen yet this turn. So it doesn't exhaust her permanently, it's just that turn. Um, so you can do like, it's like make three green or scry two, then draw a card or put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control or something. Um, so that's kind of busted. And then uh, of course the, the two cards that like everyone I know aside from Lego Lost uh, have really been popping off about where um, there's some, it's some blue card that has uh, blue and two for a sorcery, um, and it returns target permanent and all permanents, or target non-land permanent and all permanents with the same CMC to their owner's hands, and it has replicate for a blue. Wait, so what? Choose a new value. Yeah, Wait, or what? choose a new target. New yeah, yeah, it's wild. For blue, blue, two, um, and then maybe even more, you can hit two things and bounce all cards that share a CMC to their owner's hand. Um, and then, of course, the last one that I'm really hyped about is Galadriel's Dismissal. It's white um, for an instant to phase out target creature, or you can kick it for white and two. So it's four mana, it's white, white, two, and you phase out all creatures' target player creatures. That card's silly. Fair and balanced. Fair yeah. and balanced. Wizard's really going all in on the pay-to-win strategy lately. Uh, <laughs> Legolas is quick reflex. No, no I'm pretty sure I said the title correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, the extra ability it gets is when this creature becomes tapped, it deals damage oh, equal to its it power is. to up to one right. target. Oh, yeah, right. Fair and reasonable. So it's removal on a Fair stick. Fair and reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So you attack, kill a creature, and then attack. Yeah, it's so dumb. It deals damage. It doesn't fight. <laughs> it doesn't fight. It deals damage, and it, reta it nope, retains the it ability. It retains the ability. Yep. So, like, if it's you untap every time it, it gets times, tapped, you shoot multiple. Yeah. Legolas is bullshit. I do like believe that is the title. So fast. <laughs> Anyways, sorry to detract from your yeah. black blue deck, oh, but I'm the gold. All right, so moving on, the One Ring, very good card. We hate Lord of the Rings. Um, down in the three <laughs> mana slot, uh, Astronaut's Altar, a little bit of an interesting build decision. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Infinity with a Ham Sandwich. That's what this card reads. Um, mm -hmm. It's been a staple in a lot of comp decks um, back in the day, but you you're choosing to play it even now and you're not like on a token strategy for anything like super consistently it's just another sacrifice outlet for your boy it also pays for command tax it oh it does uh, pay for command tax two colorless does pay for command tax so a sack and reanimate if i'm sitting on five mana and he has been around um like a sack and recast which is really useful um so as much as like what, phyrexian altar is the one that makes color yeah yeah, yeah yeah one yeah, as much as I think that would be useful, I think it's not worth running both, and this provides too much on its own. Fair. Um, it pays for fluster storms, like something that I've used that before, right? There's been like a fluster storm war, and like, okay, I'm gonna sack my viscerus here to it because I already have a sack outlet. I'm gonna pay for two of your fluster storms and win the fluster storm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, uh, that wish claw talisman standard. You got a standard, bunch of yeah. mana rocks, talismans, felwar stone, arcane signet, soul ring. Um, Vault, Opal, Lotus, all that kind of like, just you'd expect to see them, especially in Demir where you're missing ramp type stuff. And then Sensei's top is the, the little more spicy include. We were talking about top deck manipulation. Just good, right? Yeah. Yep. Just generic. Yeah, it's, it's come up a couple times where like, even just gold fishing, I'll keep like one land top. Like one land top and a rock maybe. Um, look at the top few. There's a land there. Cool, we're good. Or even then it's like, oh, there's a bomb spell in there. I just cast E-Day. Okay, I'm going to reshuffle. Yeah. Kill. As someone who has kept many a hand of turn one top rock and just this is my game plan, we're gonna find something. Sometimes mm -hmm. it just gets you there. Yep. Yep. And then we move down to enchantments because that was all of our artifacts. They're mostly mostly just ramp aside from the pretty random. Standard, standard. Yeah, nothing super interesting. Uh, once again, pretty standard. Mystic Remora, Animate Dead, Necromancy, Ristic, and then of course Address Down. All just like basic basic enchantment staples. You expect to see them in a lot of lists with this kind of like poor game plan at this point, especially Animate Dead and a Reanimator Strat. Pretty standard. Mm. Necromancy, um, notable because it's an instant, so you can, like, recur Heat A and then sack during cleanup, so you get two death triggers there. Kind of neat. Notably, it takes your opponent's Skyclave Apparition. Notably. Notably. <laughs> seen you do that play once or twice. I've done that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, yeah I've seen you. I've stolen Skyclave twice. Love yeah. that. Love Super that great. And then that leaves us all the lands. Mm -hmm. We've covered most of the most of the rest of the deck. Um, long story short, it's a Tainted Back mana base. Um, nothing super duper interesting here. Cavern of Souls. What's your usual cavern name, actually? It's not Ogre. We know that for sure. It's. I uh, know what it is. I, it is honestly on the chopping block. Oh, really? Um, it, it's pretty close to being cut because it's one of two things. Either it makes mana for Hide, uh, because Hide now only has unique typing. It was in there from when I was still on Broodlord. Mm -hmm. Right, you can name Dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be either Ogre Demon Dragon, or if I'm sitting on a Thrix, it'll be Giant, just so... Your uncounter spell gets uncounterable. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. I, I, I do love that. I love that line. I really do. The only reason I haven't cut it up to this point is because it can mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. It's solid enough utility. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a fine card. I think personally, I, I see where you're coming from, though. I'd probably cut it for a land that can produce a colored pip. I think most of the time, Thrix having flash and being a, a big, beefy creature yep. is enough to make it uncounterable anyways. Leaves it fairly yeah. uncounterable. Yeah, or like it... And people don't know what it does, which is they usually let it resolve. True. Yeah. True. People people don't play out of the place of fear enough. I see a card, I don't know what it does, I'm countering the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. If I can't tell you why that card's in your deck, I'm either killing it or countering it. I don't care what you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, my, my... I think Thrix needs ward. My, my jank... What? No. No, 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 stop that! What do you, don't no. say that! I think it needs ward. No. It's a bad... It's what? It's like 50 cents. It needs yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We need to introduce more additional ward costs into the game. Yeah, I think it should be like Ward 2, Sack a Legendary Creature. I think yeah, it'd be all great. of those stable together, yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, nothing both of can them. possibly ward go two, wrong with a Ward Trigger. You're smoking. Yeah, because then I can crap. target Thrix with something and then kill Hede. Very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, very standard mana base for the most part. Nothing crazy. Uh, we're on the Odawara, obviously. Uh, we're on some of the, the fun utility lands. We're on Cabal Pit. Uh, we're on Cephalid Coliseum. Make use of the Tain Pack mana base. These are just going to be good cards. Um, yep. We're on Brexian Tower. Uh, That's probably the spiciest to include. That and Takanuma. Yeah, that and Takanuma are going to be the spiciest includes. Um, from my eye, everything else is just mana. Yeah. Is there a special reason for Takanuma? I mean, Brexian Tower. Is there a special uh, reason for Takanuma? Uh, it also just Pulse. puts a card back into yeah. my hand. It, it's nice. It provides value in a monotainic yeah, Fair enough. It doesn't come in tapped. Yeah, okay. Produces yeah, what yeah, else, I, can you say? It looks I think pretty. Takanuma's always, like, just fine it's all right it sometimes comes up but it's just you're playing a tainted pack mana base so you just play it it doesn't hurt as bad to play it like odawara does yeah I mean? so it's 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 not as bad it basically is just another swamp in the list and then if it needs to it can provide good utility. yeah mm -hmm. yep i think that's just about all the cards to cover okay so let's talk about some of the get into the conversation here analysis um why should anybody play this list over like something that over your i hear that list is really good I why should i play Yuriko this list it's a pretty good list yeah uh i think yuriko tends to be i guess it's not dogging on yuriko i think it's yeah. just built for a different play style um yuriko players aren't necessarily like it's not a very controlly game plan which is not something i enjoy i enjoy controlling the table and making the game my pace um yuriko definitely puts a timer on the game which i think is its own veritable thing uh but beyond that, I just really enjoy the tempo uh, and the way this works. Hitting from that uninteractable angle, you know, we see a lot of things with Yuriko's like, Yuriko's been around a very long time. Everybody knows how to deal with Yuriko. Like, oh, pre-combat, I'm going to kill Yuriko. Cool. Uh, or when it attacks or whatever, like they don't have mana to ninjutsu it back in, whatever it is. They've already declared their attackers. Um, so being able to hit from that unapproachable angle, and it lets you run some of these cards that I do think are a bit more fun. There is definitely like a little bit of a giddy aspect <laughs> that comes to casting a Thrix on your opponent's turn, you know, because they are just expecting worse Yuriko at some point. Like, why else are you playing Demir than to just shove a Thoracle? Oh, because you could put the big giant. You could put him on your field. He makes everything cheaper. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the Stonks giant. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, it adds like this little bit of flexibility that I think uh, decks like Yuriko don't give you. You, know, you get to run cards like Bribery, um, which you're not going to see in your list. Okay, I guess it flips for five in your go, but you're not really casting a Bribery at any point. Um, so it gives you the utility of a lot of those cards. Um, I, I really enjoy it, and like I wrote it in that one line. I think there's a lot that goes into CEDH. I like to play by games before I sit down. I want to sit down at the table, put my commander out, and see someone go, wait, what is that? 
and then have to deal with whatever's going to go through after that you know getting that little bit of an edge before we've even shuffled up i think is so yeah important. i think there's a lot of really interesting things that, that you can do with this list the fact that you can win instant speed obviously very appealing to me i do love being able to win instant speed um being able to have like ways that you can't be interacted with while winning i like yeah. that yeah it's yeah very yeah. unique game plan for sure some of the weaknesses because it, it definitely seems like you are you mentioned it before you're getting hit like an average demir player but also you don't really play like any blockers outside of hide and like maybe maybe like a legislator i guess creatures. yeah, yeah like, you it looks like you just take it yeah, it is. Normally, you are just taking it until Hide comes out or Thrix or whatever big yeah. creature it is, right? Um, the majority of the time, it comes down to how much you can talk about it <laughs> and be like, hey, look, I am the only blue player at this table. The faster you kill me, the faster you lose this game. Sure. They're going to win before you because I'm not around. If you keep me around, I'm here to stop them. Everyone here is trying to win at this table. We all understand that, but I'm going to stop them from winning before I go for anything. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think with some of the other major weaknesses, it just gets hosed by every stacks piece that's like playable in CEDH. Yeah. You can't win through Rule of Law. You can't win through a Dranith Magistrate. The Spirit of the Labyrinth. Like, you can't win through Orcish rule? Bowmasters. I, I, I would think you'd be able to, like, it takes some setup, right? But you probably went through a Rule of Law. I mean, like, you can instant speed and ETI out and then untap oracle or like uh, yeah, uh entomb necromancy yeah 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 there are like a couple of non because it's rule of one spell. one spell one spell i don't know if there's like a singular win con yeah uh, not unless i'm just sitting on a uh you can mana. do the slow you can do the slow tain pack thoracle play where you end step tain pack down to like two three cards and then untap thoracle yeah so i think i think they're yeah. asked, but yeah i see what you're saying it's definitely much yeah, harder. You, like it is when very you want to shove it, it's harder out. to shove it through a rule of law. Um, and I think something that like I always keep in my mentality is like there's always like this alert gauge in my head of okay, there's one stack piece. I don't need to worry about the stack piece. I'll remove it when I go to win the game. There's two stack pieces. Okay, I either look for two pieces of removal or I bump it up to level three, which is I'm going to wipe the board <laughs> and attempt to win. <laughs> Deal. Um. So like, there's kind of just like that three level of like alertness in my head of where am I currently in this game? What is my out? Um, and, and I think it can all be played through. I think that's a big thing. Like people get so scared, like, oh, don't let the stacks piece resolve. I won't be able to play my game. No, you won't be able to play I'll the game. Fine. I'm doing fine until I'm going to win the game. That's just how it works mm -hmm. for me. Um, but it does suck sometimes when the Winota player flips two, three stacks pieces off the top and you're like, okay, we went from level zero to alert level three. I need to rip a Psych Rift or a Toxic Yeah, damage. I mean, that's just, uh, like, those that's are just my Winota options. things. Everyone's going to lose to that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think, and yeah, like, yeah. same with the Dranith issue, like, or like Torpor Orb effects seem like really painful in this list, but also like Dranith and Torpor mm -hmm. Orb, very few lists can play through that and win through that anyway so like yep. it's it's one of those like we're all in we're all in this together yeah i think one of the things that isn't necessarily a weakness but it's definitely like a skill check and something i am 100 percent still learning um is your mulligans have to be really specific control deck, they gotta be when you're yeah you are looking at the other decks at the table and if you don't know what's going on you need to be keeping a control hand because you will never be faster than the other turbo deck the reality is yes you can win on turn one to two if you have the nuts but beyond that, you're probably not moving faster than them, and you have more points of interaction. So your goal is to stop them from winning, run them out of gas, and then force yourself into a position where you're most advantageous at the table. Whether it be resolving a Rhystic Study, resolving a One Ring, whatever your draw engine is, or just going for the win. Yeah, yeah. We got very compact lists. Are there any new cards coming out that you're excited for? Um, 
I have a card sitting in front of me that I was like toying around with, but I don't think it's any good. <laughs> it's uh, it's from the new set. It's called Likeness Looter. Have you guys heard no. of it? I don't think so. This is from it's, it's Wild Oh, black. this guy. Yeah, this guy's kind of cool. It's a blue-black flyer, um, fairy shapeshifter. Uh, tap, draw a card, and then discard a card. Um, and then it has a second ability. It doesn't require to tap. It just says X, um, colon. Likeness Looter becomes a copy of target creature in your graveyard with mana value X, except it has flying and this ability activate only as a sorcery. I think that last line is kind of where it kills hits it. Me. Yeah. 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 I wish it was instant speed. Oh, oh um, I don't. I don't. But I was just like instant speed. I'm fair and balanced. Sorcery. Fair and balanced. I would play that card if it were an instant yeah. speed. But I was looking at it and I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like it may be interesting to like reanimate and things like that. Um, but. Or, like, pseudo-reanimate, like, pitch a card and, like, okay. Like, I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I guess I can get Hallbreaker Horror out on my turn slower and with interaction. I'm like, this is not worth playing. But uh, beyond that, there was a couple of new cards, like, people uh, toying with Talion, and I'm like, no, I'm going to ETI, my Talion's going to be out, and I'm going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if there's anything right now, but I am always looking for, like, more spice to throw in the list. And, of course, anytime a big mana spell comes out, I'm like, I have to consider For it. sure, those bombs are... That's what your deck is. The moment I saw Rise of the Eldrazi, I posted about it. Like, in yeah. the Discord, I was like, this card looks gas. Like, it looks so good. Turn, drop and then card. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was hit with immediate, like, backlash. And I'm like, no, 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 you, you're wrong. You're wrong. This is going to be so, it's going to go Let so hard. Show. And I was Let right. the record show. I saw that card and went, this is insane for you. It's a heat yeah, card. Yeah, baby. baby. It's a heat card. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah, there, there's very little that I would say is, like, weird or off like everything has its place everything makes sense i think for the amount of bombs that you're like the amount you have a good balance of like bombs like they do varying things you like seeing any of them at any point all of them have their own like yep. unique circumstances where they're going to shine or be mid at or like it, it covers the wide spectrum that you need to um so i think yeah i think looking at the looking at the list one of the cards that i that i really like going over is uh, diabolic intent yeah that card's sick that card's um, sick just because if it isn't like an ETI on top, which oftentimes it is not, uh, just because that is the most unsafe route to go for. Um, if it is like a Rise of the Eldrazi, you can sack your commander to buy Diabolic Intent, draw four cards, and then choose the best card in your deck to fit the four cards you just drew, right? Um, it, it's one of the cards that like, at first I was like, I think I'm gonna cut this soon. And then as I went on to more like value effects instead of win the game effects, I found Diabolic Intent will turn those value effects into win the game it effects. It just puts you over the hump really, really well. Yep. It is really good. Turns out Demonic Tutor is very strong. Who would have who thought? Yeah, turns out Demonic Tutor and a free spell is really <laughs> strong. <laughs> who would have thought it? Not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Christian. Yeah, it was a you. pleasure to talk about this list. It's my baby. It's yeah. Baby. Love this list. You're going to move on past Demir? Or are we sticking with this one for a while, you think? I, I think I'm going to be here for a bit. Like, there's always a little bit of, like, the ADHD itch of, like, oh, I can play anything else. I can play Sultai. Sultai seems cool. Um, And then I'm, like, I look at a Sultai list, and I'm, like, but it's not heated. <laughs> and I'm going to sit down at a table, and people are, like, oh, I know how to play against yeah. you know, Yeah. So if, like, another cool commander comes out that, like, I think is fun and, like, creative to build, I may, like, keep two decks yeah. on me. Because I don't plan on quitting CEDH anytime Sure. Soon. We got so him, boys. We got him. growing... <laughs> <laughs> the ever-growing card collection will continue, and that has to include other colors at some True, point. True, yeah. Um, so whether it be like a Sans Blue-Black Commander, which I don't think is going to happen because I'm not going to play Sans Blue. But, <laughs> uh, oh, come on! Just so I, <laughs> just so I have a backup deck, um, something that I can play to like be off of Hide for a bit. Um, like obviously, like I was on Veyran starting mm. like.
like when I started playing CDH and sometimes I get that itch to like play the red cards and then I'll look at the list and be like no 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 I'm gonna play Hide. <laughs> we, we, we literally went um, through this yesterday you were like oh do I, yeah, should I play something yesterday. else I'm like yeah I mean like you've been playing Hide for a while like like take a break like we're just, we're just jamming games like it mix mix yeah. it up a little and you're like okay you're like starting to like make changes and then I saw you just pull out Hide I'm like man's down bad we love it. <laughs> Yeah, that was the turn one Kongswings game, I just like to say. The the deck immediately paid off. It was like, I'm gonna stick with it, you know, I, I don't know. My favorite thing about right that now. is like you're like, oh this is a practice game, I'm gonna do some practice game stuff and I'm and I'm just like, yeah. what, what do you mean? Like do this in tournament every time. Turn one Kongswings is like it's a answer me now or I will win the game. Well, there was also two other black decks at the table, and so I was like, okay, if they if they do something to stop my animate dead, like I'm fucked, and there's a Kong Sphinx in my graveyard. And like, which to, I was right. You, <laughs> Joe was sitting on a reanimate. Oh um, so... Why did you have to have access to the reanimate? <laughs> so, playing this out, like, you wouldn't turn one entomb into animate dead. Uh, on yeah. Kong Sphinx, I untap, I'm next seat from you, I draw, you draw two, I play land, I nature's claim the animate dead, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. Turn passes around to you, and you're like, I think I'm gonna do this. And I start counting your mana as you're playing rocks, I'm like, this is tutor into draw into reanimate. <laughs> I'm sitting with reanimate in my hand, I didn't have any fast mana, so I couldn't kill the, <laughs> kill the Kong Sphinx to reanimate, so my game plan was, oh, cool. Kong Sphinx on turn two. That seems pretty good for me. <laughs> Snatched it from me. And what's crazy is like I'm I'm tutoring like so I cast the Imperial Seal on my turn and I'm like looking through my deck and I'm like oh I'm gonna get to draw this card maybe just grab a Ristic Steady for like some long lasting like mm -hmm. longevity. I think going for the the reanimate twice on the Kong Sphinx may be a bit greedy. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? And I said it, I was like, it's a practice game. I'm gonna grab reanimate. <laughs> so I reanimate the Kong Sphinx with my remaining black mana. And Joe's just like, no! And I draw like the red blast like two turns later. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. You've seen so many cards. It doesn't matter. I've already drawn six yeah, cards off one turn cycle. No, I, I, I really like this list. I really like that you like this list. I really like that you do well with this list. There is nothing like, I think more valuable than um, enjoying the list Absolutely. that you play. Absolutely. Because, like, even when we boil it down to it, yes, we are, like, competitive players who are constantly looking for, like, the best cards to be playing within our colors, but I think if we're not having fun, there's just sub-level of, like, I could be playing five-color Kenrith right now uh, in whatever brew has the best colors. Are you bad-bathing, um, my boy? <laughs> no, no, it, and in fact, I'm not. I'm saying that it's probably the best deck in the format at the moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But no, no, instead, no, no. I've blue chosen far, to far. pick up... Oh, no, 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 Winota. Winota! Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Alice yeah, no, no. is right, guys. I heard him say it. Clip it, clip it. Um, but yeah, just sitting down at a table and knowing that you're going to enjoy your time, not because because there can be crappy CDH players, but sitting down and being like, I'm going to enjoy my time because I enjoy playing my mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like we're playing a game, we're playing a sport, but we're still playing a, a game. It's uh, if you're not enjoying yourself, like just take a step back, change yeah. it up, do yeah. something new, take a breath, try something else. Gotta enjoy what you're doing, otherwise there's no point. So I love magic and the people I play with. <laughs> the, we get like a little, a little, like the rainbow sound effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just walking uh, soundboard. Yeah. Putting more work for post Joe. Um, <laughs> You'll think I'm gonna do. I actually might do that. <laughs> I might do that. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. I, I definitely think I'll be on heat day for a while, um, unless another card comes out that hoses my list. 
Bowmasters was scary. We I thought it was the death of Hide. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. Right. It's it's we uh, hate Lord of the Rings. Rings. It's right. It's just the, it's just the <laughs> death of a million hey. other little things. I think the only reason Bowmasters didn't kill my list is because I'm already on hella removal and I can run Bowmasters. <laughs> yeah. Bowmasters, Bowmaster, they're Bowmasters. Bowmasters, and then exactly yes, you're saying and hope they can't reanimate it. All right, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna we're we're gonna wrap this up. Otherwise, we're just gonna keep talking, which is fine, but probably let, Real. probably let people go at some point. Moxfield's gonna be in the description for those who want to take a peek at what Christian's been cooking up, what Christian's been chefing. Once again, thank you, buddy. Loved having you on. Loved love that we got to talk about this list. Uh, Atlas, as always, love having conversations with you. Always feel like I learned something. And yep. uh, I don't. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. Don't keep that in. Don't keep that's, that in. that's here to stay. No. It's on the record. Uh, it will be clipped in ship. And then, <laughs> and then to our viewers, thanks once again for joining us here on Man in the Rocks. We'll catch you next time.